It is 5 March. It's uh, Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Invasion of the Super Pigs. Yeah, that and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. All right, uh, we have, I just announced it to the church and I will announce it again to those who attend online and who watch the uh, updates because you may go to a different church uh, and just watch the updates throughout the week. You want to move your clock forward one hour uh, next Saturday before you go to bed because it's daylight savings time. It means that you're going to lose an hour of sleep unless you do what Charlie Garrett does and go to bed an hour early. So I'll be going to bed at like 5.30 or something next Saturday. I don't care. I'm not losing my sleep, uh, especially on uh, Saturday night. So there you go with that. Now, we have a couple of people that uh, came in this morning. It's John and Demi Ray Shepard, and they've come all the way from close to Rochester, New York. And so uh, welcome to you guys, and they're down here for a while. Um, and they're looking, in case anybody here knows about this, they're looking for a good used car in Florida to drive back up. So if anybody knows a place that is reliable, a used car salesman that won't kill you, then uh, uh, let them know before you leave today, please. And we'll be praying about that so that they can find something that will work out for them. All right. Now we got some news from, oh, you know what? We got one more person as well. We've got Beth from, I, I'm sorry, because I've, you've already been here and uh, I usually introduce people and I thought, well, I already know her, but uh, her name is Beth and she is a missionary. Can I say where? Okay. In the Czech Republic, which is seemingly a big need to send people over to a European country, unless you know the state of the European countries. And then you realize it is probably more important to get missionaries into an area like that than it is, for example, the Philippines, because they have religion in the Philippines. They just need people to redirect it to, you know, a proper understanding of Christ sometimes. But uh, there's almost no religion that is, you know, a faithful Christ-centered religion in Europe, and especially in the ex-communist bloc countries. So it was a real pleasure having you here. And if you would like to see her, uh, she opened us up today, please watch the opening comments at the Superior Word afterward, and you can see what she has to say about the Czech Republic. And it's apparent she has a great love for the nation and the people. So check that out as well. All right, from the Times of Israel, we got some news from Israel. Following Saudis, Oman finally opens airspace to all countries including Israel. Now, this is really a huge break for them because uh, they could save some time going through Saudi Arabia and other places that have opened their airspace, but this is specifically a great help in getting people eastward by allowing them to fly directly over Oman. So Oman will open its airspace to all carriers. The Gulf Sultanate announced allowing Israeli civilian flights to cross its airspace as part of the Sultanate of Oman's continuous efforts to fulfill its obligations under the Chicago Convention of 1944, the Civil Aviation Authority affirms that the Sultanate's airspace is open for all carriers that meet the requirements of the authority for overflying, tweeted Oman's CAA, not mentioning Israel by name, but there you go. From Arat Shiva, Netanyahu, Israel is now main transit point between Asia and the European Union after Oman opens its airspace. Prime Minister Netanyahu welcomed the authorization for Israeli planes to fly over Oman. 
The Far East is not so far away and the skies are no longer the limit. This is the day of great news for Israeli aviation. Israel has, in effect, become the main transit point between Asia and Europe. We have worked to open the airspace, first over Saudi Arabia and from 2018 when I visited Oman, to add Oman as well so that we can fly directly to India and on to Australia. This was achieved after considerable effort, including in recent months. Here is good news. Israel is opening up to the east on an unprecedented scale. Wonderful stuff. From the Times of Israel. Israel and the UAE unveil unmanned naval vessel they jointly developed. The craft, which is advanced sensors and imaging systems, can be used for surveillance, reconnaissance, and detecting mines. It is unveiled off the coast of Abu Dhabi during the Naval Defense and Maritime Security Exhibition. The unmanned surface vessel, or USV, was created by Israel Aerospace Industries and Emirati Defense Consortium. The busy Gulf shipping lanes have suffered years of missile and drone attacks blamed on their neighbor, Iran. We are, for the first time, demonstrating a mutual project that shows the capabilities and strengths of both countries in securing coastlines and countering mine threats, says Oren Guter, who leads IAI's naval program. Guter, a former captain in the Israeli Navy, says the vessels will counter threats here in the area, but that the aim is also to deploy them abroad. IAI was looking to bolster cooperation with the UAE in air defense and hopes to help the wealthy Gulf state improve its naval capabilities, he says. The UAE and Israel have steadily deepened their military partnership, including defense procurement, since they normalized relations in 2020 as a part of the U.S. brokered Abraham Accords. Thank you, President Trump. From Archiva, Israel significantly increasing its preparations for an attack on Iran. In recent weeks, Prime Minister Netanyahu has held five secret discussions on the Iranian issue, in which it was decided to significantly raise the level of Israeli preparation and readiness for an attack on the nuclear facilities in the Islamic Republic. Israel's top defense officials participated in the discussions, including Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, IDF Chief of Staff Herzl Halevi, the head of the Mossad, the head of the NSC, the head of the Military Intel Directorate, the head of the Operations Directorate, as well as the operational ranks of the relevant units in the IDF. The summary of these meetings, from which messages were conveyed by Netanyahu to Secretary of State Blinken, Biden's National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, and President Macron made it clear that if the world does not act against Iran, Israel will. They'll be forced to act and will not hesitate to do so. The discussions were convened in light of reports that Iran has enriched uranium to a level of 84%. Talked about that last week, only 6% short of the enrichment level required for a nuclear bomb. And this week, the U.S. came out and said that because they're at 84%, they will be able to develop enough weapons-grade material for a nuclear bomb in 12 days if they want to. And so this is a serious issue, and Israel... They are the ones that are on the line. They are at stake, and therefore, they will act if they need to. From CNN, Israeli military calls settler attacks on Palestinians actions of terror after a weekend of violence. Now, the Palestinians would call that actions of martyrdom and herodom, okay? So it shows you the difference between Israel and the Palestinians. 
Palestinians send their people in, blow up people, kill people, wipe out families, etc. And nobody really does anything on the international scene. Eventually, an Israeli gets blamed for standing in front of a knife or something. But uh, when Israeli uh, people, their citizens, cause a ruckus, they're called terrorists because they're acting in terror. And then from the Times of Israel, something you would never see from the Palestinians, Israelis donate over one million shekels for Palestinian victims of settler rampage. They said, we have done this. We are going to compensate you. Never happened on the other side. We have some news from Christianity today from the New York Post. Anglican leaders, we talked about what the COE had done in a couple of issues last week. Anglican leaders reject Archbishop of Canterbury after same-sex marriage decision. They've had enough of it. The statement against Archbishop of Canterbury, Welby, was signed by archbishops from 10 of the 42 provinces of the Global Anglican Communion who represent conservative provinces, mostly in Africa and Asia, that believe homosexuality goes against the Bible. Doesn't matter what you believe, it matters what the Bible says. I'm just glad that what they believe matches what the Bible says. The COE has chosen to break communion with those provinces who remain faithful to the historic biblical faith. The Archbishop's claim of the COE has departed from the historic faith passed down from the apostles by this innovation in the liturgies of the church and her pastoral practice and drifted into false teaching. It is therefore disqualified from being the leader of the global Anglicanism. The archbishops further said that they were no longer able to recognize the present Archbishop of Canterbury as the first among equals leader of the global communion. Great. It's so great to see that. From the Western Journal, Rick Warren's Saddleback Church, he's no longer the pastor there, but it's the church that he founded, okay, expelled from the Southern Baptist Convention. Finally. Finally. It took a while. The SBC expelled Saddleback for having a woman serve as a pastor, something the Bible does not authorize. Does anybody know the exact verse that that is stated? I'll give you a hint. One. Anybody? Timothy. Timothy. Anybody? Two. Two. Eleven and twelve. You're very close. One Timothy two, eleven and twelve. You're very close. You were you were tracking well, okay? I do not authorize a woman to teach or have authority over a man. It's explicit. He's speaking about uh, spiritual matters and that, and he's not speaking, you know, he's not making any commentary on what was happening in Rome or in the United States of America or anywhere else as far as politics is concerned. He's speaking about spiritual authority, okay? I do not allow a woman to teach or have authority over a man. The megachurch founded by former Pastor Rick Warren had the second largest congregation and had been in the eye of the storm over the role of women in the church for two years. Article 6 of the Baptist Faith of Message states, while both men and women are gifted for service in the church, the office of pastor is limited to men as qualified by scripture. Warren stepped down last year and was replaced by Andy Wood and his wife, Stacy Wood. 
Andy Wood is the lead pastor. Stacy Wood serves as the teaching pastor. And Andy Wood explained to the Baptist Press in October, they are not co-pastors, but rather have unique roles on the staff. Doesn't matter. If she's a teaching pastor, that is in violation of scripture. It also doesn't matter what the Southern Baptist faith and message states. That is irrelevant. They should not have things like that. They ought to say, this is what scripture states and leave it at that, but they don't. Uh, That's how you get yourself in trouble is having statements like that because they can be amended. The Bible cannot He said that at that time, we believe pastoring and teaching are functions and spiritual gifts to be exercised in the church by men and women. BBC, Mozambique pastor dies attempting, I would recommend you don't try this, okay? It's probably not a good idea. He dies attempting a 40-day Jesus fast. Uh, Francisco Baraja, founder of the Santa Trinidad Evangelical Church, died at a hospital in the city of Berra where he was evacuated in critical condition. After 25 days without food or water, here it is, you can go without food, you cannot go without water. Okay, he had lost weight to the point where he could not stand up. He was 39. Mr. Baraja was diagnosed with acute anemia and failure of his digestive organs. He was rehydrated with serums and an attempt was made to introduce liquid foods, but it was too late and he died from the Daily Caller. Biden admin looking to remove religious student groups protections on campus. Yes, what Trump got in, they're trying to get back out. The DOE announced a proposal rescinding a Trump-era policy that prohibited universities from receiving federal funding if they restricted religious student group activities. Gateway Pundit, Christian teachers fired for refusing to hide kids' gender transitions and preferred pronouns from parents. I couldn't be a Christian and a teacher, she said. They let her go. Your religious rights in this nation are being eroded one at a time by the current administration. And this has been ongoing for a long time. They're just doing a really good job of putting more nails in the coffin. From the Christian News, Asbury University president to end, this is a a little more than a week ago, but I wanted to read you this so you know what was going on. Does anybody first know when this started? Because it wasn't in the school with the students. This was started a week or two in advance of the revival. It was planned by Rick Warren and uh, what's his name? Chang. Okay, Francis Chang. Okay, Chan. Chan is his name. Anyway, they planned it, and so it was not spontaneous like everybody believed. And then Ashbury University present to end revival service as a disruption to the continuity of the student's academic experience. In other words, it was started by man. It was ended by man. And then from Business Insider showing how God sanctioned it, Kentucky Health Department links measles case to religious revival at Christian College that had to be disbanded after it went viral on TikTok. Okay, some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From the Times of Israel, Iran acknowledges accusation it has enriched uranium to 84%. I said I said that last week. I put this in. I'm saying it now. I did not say it last week. Get your head on, Charlie. Okay, news website linked to highest reaches of Iran's theocracy nods to allegation amid renewed pressure on West to address Tehran's program. All right, from the Times of Israel, Iran's new underground airbase seen preparing to host advanced 
Russian fighter jets. I had said this was coming. They had made this deal. They are now preparing underground air bases. They have satellite photos of them doing this. An analysis of images from a newly revealed underground Air Force base in Iran named Eagle 44 reveals that the site is likely being prepared to host these advanced Russian Sukhoi Su-35 fighter jets. Iran earlier this month unveiled what it said was its first underground Air Force base, with the head of the Islamic Republic's military saying the site would be among those used to launch a response to any potential strikes by Israel or others. The report, which looked at images released by Iran, along with satellite images of the site, found several clues that Tehran was preparing the base for the Su-35 fighter jets. It is believed Russia is willing to supply Tehran with 24 of the fighters after a deal to supply the same number to Egypt fell through. So there you go. From Just the News, Biden admin urging UK to not formally declare Iran's Revolutionary Guard a terrorist group. It shows you their priorities in the Biden admin. The State Department <laughs> argues the UK can play a role in the talks with Tehran that they otherwise could not if they issue the designation singling out the guard. Sources familiar with the matter told the Telegraph. The Trump admin designated the guard, a branch of Iran's armed forces, as a foreign terrorist organization in 2019. Media reports surfaced last year that the Biden admin was considering lifting the terrorist designation from the guard to reach a new Iran nuclear deal. If the UK lists the guard as a terrorist organization, it would become a crime to belong to the group, attend its meetings, or publicly carry its logo. From Zero Hedge, Israel, Saudi Arabia hold talks on increasing military ties. The talks are a part of an effort to forge a NATO-style anti-Iran alliance in the region between Israel and Washington's Gulf Arab allies. While Saudi Arabia is not normalized with Israel, the two countries have quietly increased cooperation, including by participating in their first public joint military exercises back in 2022. Israeli and Saudi officials held talks ahead of a meeting of the U.S. Gulf Cooperation Council working group that took place on February 16th. More talks were expected to happen at the Munich Security Conference, which was held over the last weekend. Saudi officials have insisted that a normalization deal with Israel would hinge on the creation of a Palestinian state, which is highly unlikely as the Netanyahu government is vowing to expand settlements in the West Bank. But... It's possible Riyadh could eventually be convinced by the U.S. to open up with Israel if Washington offers more military assistance and arms sales. We'll see. CNN. Okay, uh, the reason why I'm reading this is because the identity of this person, despite the age, I'm talking about the ethnicity of this person is specifically not mentioned, and it has completely disappeared from the news services. I've checked and checked and checked, and this is the only article on it which tells me that they just don't want it out. A uh, French teacher killed an attack by student who claimed to be possessed. The assailant was a teenager suffering from psychological troubles. Every single time, that's their excuse, who claimed to be possessed after stabbing the teacher in the chest. Uh, they're known in France for dying when they stand in front of students in class and the students happen to be from a certain religion. The whole point of that. Now something interesting from Mongolia. Russia briefing. They say Mongolian banks to accept Russian MIR debit cards. 
The list of countries who will permit access to Russia's MIR banking system is growing, with Mongolia set to join shortly. The country's authorities have almost completed preparatory work with local banks. In 2018, Belarus and Kazakhstan became the first countries which began to accept MIR cards. At present, the Russian payment system operates in about 10 countries, and more than 15 countries have expressed their readiness to introduce it. The Russian tourism industry is changing, with domestic Russian tourists seeking holidays in countries with friendly attitudes towards Russia and which have banking facilities that they can use to access their bank accounts back in Russia in order to pay for goods and services abroad. There you go. So much for the sanctions on Russia and everything. They've just been getting richer and richer and more countries are signing on to their cards, etc. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. What's going on there from Zero Hedge? Could gravity batteries win the energy storage war? Anybody ever heard of gravity battery? Very interesting technology. They'll describe it, and I may give you a little more information afterward. Lithium-ion batteries currently dominate the market, but a potential shortage of lithium and issues with durability mean less efficient systems could ultimately be better. Gravity batteries, as one of the cheapest and most simple solutions, solve many of the problems that today's batteries face, although they must first be proved at scale. Gravity batteries work by using power from renewable energy projects to lift a heavy weight into the air or to the top of a deep shaft. As energy is required, winches are used to lower the weight, producing electricity from the movement of the cables. This means that it's just like a battery that stores it here. They just store it up there. It's exact same technology. It's just instead of chemical, it is gravity. Okay, it's electricity storage. That's all it is. All right. Uh, this means that energy from renewable projects, which cannot produce consistent power, such as wind and solar farms, can be used in an alternative way from traditional battery power for use during peak demand times. These mechanical batteries build upon the concept of pumped hydroelectric power storage, which uses dams to pump water up and down a hill to produce electricity as needed. Several of these projects are already underway, with the UK seeing the potential for 700 hydroelectric power sites, which could provide as much as 7 gigawatts of energy storage. It is not surprising, therefore, that engineers have been inspired to adapt this idea to battery storage. To continue manufacturing enough lithium-ion batteries to power our electrical devices and fuel the green transition, the world will need to vastly expand its lithium mining operations to provide enough of the metal to produce these batteries. In contrast, gravity batteries are mechanical instruments which can be used repeatedly with simple preparations with a lifespan of around 50 years. Lithium-ion cells degrade, which means their storage capacity drops irreparably over time. Gravity batteries may also reduce our reliance on the minerals and metals required to produce chemical batteries, alleviating the burden on the environment. So just think of a giant, you know, those things that build um, uh, buildings. You see them out in like downtown Sarasota and they swing around, they pick stuff up and they move it over there. Just think of one of those. It's really, really, really tall and it's got dozens of arms on it and on on every arm are cables that go down to something very heavy. And when the wind is blowing, it lifts those things up. So now it's up. And then what happens is when the wind stops blowing and they need energy, they just start 
slowly letting it down and it produces electrical energy based on that weight going back down. So there you go. That's how it works. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From Lou Rockwell, most versus least vaccinated states. What do you think the results of that are? According to the U.S. News and World Report, Wyoming is the least vaccinated state at 52.8%, and Rhode Island is the most vaccinated. It turned out that the least vaccinated state had the lower rise in all-cause mortality, 1.25 versus 1.42, versus average mortality for the year. In other words, vaccination appears to increase all-cause mortality when COVID hit. However, it might be the case that Rhode Island simply was hit harder by the COVID wave with twice as many COVID infections per capita. Or was Rhode Island hit harder because more people were vaccinated and thus more susceptible to infection, which is what the Cleveland Clinic study showed very clearly. By looking at a younger age group, we see a three times disparity between the two states. The least vaccinated state came out on top. The bottom line, higher vaccination, higher deaths for all age groups. That's why 15-year-olds with heart attacks are now the new normal when they were non-existent before the vaccines rolled out. There you go. I just had my son and my daughter and my son's wife walk in the door. I'm so happy to see my daughter here from New York for a couple days. Uh, she, I think I said this, maybe I did, maybe I said it during the Bible study. Uh, my wife was getting ready to do her daily thing on her birthday and all of a sudden my daughter with uh, Thor and Faith showed up and absconded with her, took her off to Orlando. So I didn't get to see her the whole day and I had to eat ploppy food. That means open can, plop, there you go. From Zero Hedge. Mainstream media continues to push false COVID heart narrative to explain excess deaths. It's the only thing they can do. CBS joins the chorus of mainstream media outlets promoting the false narrative that COVID is the cause of a sharp increase of excess heart failure deaths around the world. Not the vaccines, it's COVID that did it. The CBS report presents a correlation as proof of causation. The explosion in heart failure happened in parallel with the pandemic. Therefore, they say it must be COVID that is causing the damage. But there was one other event that also happened in parallel with the heart failure spike, wasn't there? The introduction of experimental mRNA vaccines, which have never been used before. In reality, there is no evidence of a significant increase in risk of heart problems from a contraction of COVID. And there are no studies yet that use unvaccinated people as a control group to determine if vaccines help or hurt a patient's chances. Medical officials simply assume that the deaths of younger people are due to them being less likely to have been vaccinated. The complete absence of objective scientific analysis has contributed to a lack of understanding surrounding COVID risks versus vaccine risks. Mainstream outlets have consistently proven they are only interested in repeating establishment positions and protecting the status quo. From the Western Journal, World Series poker player caught on hot mic discussing chest pain since getting his vaccine. I wish I never would have gotten the vaccine. I've been having chest pain ever since I had that thing. Player Jeff Farns said in a conversation with Aaron, I can't pronounce it, picked up by a hot mic. After citing rumors that the vaccine can harden arteries, Farns said, I need to get it checked out. Gateway Pundit. 
New York University cardiologist who diagnosed MSNBC's anchor with myocarditis caused by a common cold is baffled why it's happening. From Igor Chudov, satanic convention requires proof of COVID vaccination. Good. And from 7WAP, CDC alters webpage days after East Palestine train derailment to make vinyl chloride look less toxic. If you want to see that article, just type it in and you can read about it. Days. They had captured everything and somehow a couple days later after this accident, it's all different. I remember a recent pandemic where the same thing happened many times. Morality is declining from NTD. Major Association of U.S. Doctors makes official statement on transgender procedures for minors. The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons made an official statement outlining its stance on gender-affirming care for minor children. The nonprofit warned of unknown and unknowable long-term risks, it says, are inherent to gender-affirming care. In minors, adding that consequences of gender transition surgery are irreversible. Gender-affirming procedures include the so-called puberty blockers, sex hormones, and surgery. Founded in 1943, the Nonpartisan Professional Association represents doctors in all specialties nationwide and seeks to preserve the practice of private medicine. Over the years, the group has been a strong proponent of patient autonomy and freedom of discourse in medicine. The AAPS warns that gender transition procedures are generally irreversible and have a high probability of causing sterilization. The procedures also commit a patient to a lifelong need for medical, surgical, and psychological care. Such procedures in minors are also medically and ethically contraindicated due to a lack of informed consent. Physicians and medical professionals should refuse to be mandated or coerced to participate in procedures to which they have ethical or scientific objections or which they believe would harm a patient. Breitbart, CDC, heterosexual children healthier, happier than LGBTQ peers. CDC said it. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. A CDC report assessed significantly increased rates of feelings of hopelessness, sadness, and suicidality among LGBT plus high school students relative to their heterosexual counterparts. The survey's respondents classified their sexualities based on how they identify with the following options, heterosexual, lesbian, gay, bisexual, questioning, or another non-heterosexual identity. Breitbart, socialist Spain, having taken the advice of the CDC study, children as young as 12 can change gender under their new law. Okay. Some other news from around the world. Time to move from Spain. Zero Hedge. Canadian super pigs about to invade U.S. Unleash major damage. If this sounds silly, remember it's been happening from the south for years. It's caused billions of dollars worth of damage. They send out helicopters. You can 
rent helicopters and have an excursion with these people, or you can rent those big things that go through the uh, terrain, whatever they call them, whatever, ATVs, big ones, you know, with families on them. And you can go out and you can rent them and they'll take you out and you go boar hunting. They're trying every way possible to get rid of these boars and they multiply too fast. They're destroying the South America. Well, now another breed of them is coming from the north. Okay, already beset by wild boars in the southern regions, the U.S. is about to be invaded by hordes of super pigs set to spill over from their current ranges in Canada and blaze a multifaceted path of destruction across northern states and beyond. A cross between domestic pigs and European wild boar, these beasts pack a wallop. The largest super pig killed so far was well over 600 pounds. And scientists say they're highly intelligent too. Feral hogs already unleash economic damages of about 1.5 billion a year. And this has been going on year after year in the United States. The pigs bring destruction in a variety of ways, devouring crops, uprooting trees, contaminating water, carrying viruses that can leap into human populations. Typically three feet tall and five feet long, these pigs are easily the worst invasive large mammal on the planet. Wild hogs feed on anything. They can gobble up tons and tons of goslings and ducklings in the spring. They can take down a white-tailed deer, even an adult. The only people who should be worried about this is anyone who lives in North America and eats meat or eats vegetables or eats any foods based on grain crops or spends time outside for any reason. If you don't fit into that, then you're okay. If you fit into that, you should be worried about this. Bacon, yeah, bacon, that's added to the list. From the Western Journal, nightmare in South Africa. U.S. Embassy warns Americans to ready themselves for power grid collapses and civil unrest. American residents of South Africa are being warned of the chaos that could follow the failure of the nation's energy grid. The U.S. Embassy released a security alert warning that likely outages could precede a wave of violent crime. The embassy cited a South African energy policy known as load shedding, in which a state energy utility enacts mass blackouts to relieve pressure on the nation's crumbling energy grid. Entire city blocks were deprived of lightning and power after President Ramfosa declared a state of disaster over the energy shortage. The embassy is warning that crime may accompany the state-mandated power outages. Power outages have the potential to increase crime. For example, traffic jams when lights are out provide opportunities for smash and grab crime and residencies can be targeted when lights are out and security systems are not functioning. The embassy cautioned against traveling to South Africa due to the security considerations, even going so far as to warn American citizens to stockpile food and water. Next, from Fox, DeSantis signs bill. He finally signed it. It's been approved. It was gone through all of the legal loopholes. I know there'll be more, but it's gone through everything it could go through. DeSantis signs bill revoking Disney's self-governing power. Good. Disney will be treated like SeaWorld and other theme parks in the state. The bill renames the district to the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District that may only have term-limited members who are not recent employees or have been contracted by Disney in the last three years. Very smart move. My signature will also end Disney's exemption from, here it is, I said this was going to be the case, I was right, Florida Building Code and Florida Fire Prevention Code. 
It will end Disney's exemption from state regulatory reviews and approval. This could cost them tons of money when they start investigating those buildings. We'll see. Zero Hedge. It's effective. New York City shops deploy crime-fighting dogs to deter shoplifters. This is what it's come to. In New York City, 34th Street Partnership, a nonprofit retail trade group serving Midtown retailers, hired a security firm that provides canine units equipped with handlers. We've had a lot of complaints. A lot of shoplifting occurs in drugstores. It's effective so far. We've had a couple of people who were known shoplifters who saw the dog and walked out without stealing anything. And then they gave case after case after case of actual incidents. It's a wonderful article. Western Journal. DOD committee recommends high-priority firearms ban on nearly 50% of active service members. You're the U.S. military, and they want to take away your rights to carry a gun. The report indicated that the ban on service members under 25 purchasing firearms was a high priority, meaning that it is the main way by which the DOD will attempt to curb military suicides. About half of all service members in the armed forces fall into that under 25 age group that would be banned from buying firearms under the new proposal. In 2021, nearly 600,000 active service members were under the age of 25 out of a round of 1.3 million total. That comes to about 46% of the total of service members that would be forbidden, not three bidden, not two bidden, forbidden from purchasing firearms. The what? lose more soldiers from motorcycle Absolutely we do. Motorcycle accidents. I remember, listen, I remember being in Japan and the services squadron that I worked in took care of the mortuary, okay? And so anytime we had a person brought into the mortuary, I would go down and assist because I just wanted to see what all of the services were when they built furniture and they did the keys for the hotels and all that kind of stuff. They did everything. So I learned all of those jobs. And anytime a body was brought in, I would go down and help with the mortuary, the embalming procedure. And we had service members come in that suicide, you're not going to stop suicide. I had one that jumped under a train down in Sasebo. He was uh, with the Marines, I think, jumped in front of a train. I won't tell you what he came in like, but um, people would go out on the weekend, drive around Japan. They'd die in their car accident. This is not the issue. This is taking away the rights of these people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Therefore, it recommends stripping half of active duty military members of their Second Amendment rights. It also ignores the factors that are driving members to contemplate suicide in the first place. They don't even address that. Zero Hedge. U.S. military aid to Ukraine exceeds the cost of Afghanistan. The longest running war in the history of the United States of America has been overspent in one year of sending money to the Ukraine. That tells you there is a giant problem. Okay, from the CG News Services. Here it is. The best beaches in the world for 2023, ranked by TripAdvisor. Siesta Beach, number 11 in the world, number two in the United States. But not right now. Right. We have Red Tide, okay? Red Tide is filling the beaches of Sarasota, Florida right now. And if you walk outside, it is kind of hard to breathe. But we are number 11 in the world, number two in the United States. And having said that, 
the fish that are going to be in the back today did not come during the red tide. Okay. I smoked mullet for the first time since I became a pastor. I used to do this every year. I'd smoke hundreds of mullet. Well, this year I went out and I caught a few mullet and they've been in the freezer and I finally pulled them out and I smoked them. I've given some to family members, et cetera, but we have some that I, I did this yesterday. They're in the back. Now, I want to say this in front of the camera so everybody knows I said it. Fish have bones, right? Everybody know that? Okay, nobody's asking you to eat this fish, okay? So if you die of a bone in your throat or something, don't blame me. I have put fish back there, and if it's gone, I don't know anything about it, okay? I'm not selling it. I, this, is, this is eat at your own risk, but I assure you that you will enjoy it, okay? That's all I'll say. Um, uh, Sergio came over yesterday, and we spent the day smoking fish, okay? And we coughed a lot because of the red tide. Okay, who said it? Somebody will get this one. The end justifies the means. Who said that? Who said it? Hey, there he is. Machiavelli. That's it. Very good. Very good. I saw a lot of people say, I know it, I know it, but okay, I got a lesser here for you. From the north, we will soon see large pigs as they search further south for their new digs. You might moan, you might whine about oversized swine. You will curse those darn thingamajigs. Okay, I've got to repeat this because um, some of you probably weren't paying attention. Next Saturday, move your clock forward, spring forward before you go to bed. Okay, and this isn't just me. This is the people online, the people that watch this throughout the week. If you have a different church you attend to, you don't want to show up an hour late for church. It's the most important part of your week is hearing the word of God. So spring forward. Okay, you're going to lose an hour of sleep unless you pull a Charlie Garrett, but I would ask you to do that. Okay, having said that, I announced last week that Sergio and Rhoda's video went over 500,000 views in a single week. They went over 1 million this week. It's the newest video. If you have not seen it, please go watch it. It's a wonderful video. It's over a million views. And he helped out with that. Okay, uh, we are about to take an irony in for the week. And before I give you that, because quite often irony is sad, this one is happy, but it's also kind of morbid. Um, I would like to remind you that I do these prophecy updates each week so that you're apprised of what is going on in the world. I'd like you to keep abreast of what's going on and to know that things are devolving very quickly. But by saying that, you know that your redemption is coming soon, okay? I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture because that is what the Bible teaches. And we have a greater hope in this life than the people that are not saved. So I would ask that you would go to your church and grab the tracts that they certainly have on the back wall and Grab plenty of them and hand them out, okay? If you have time to speak to the person, don't give them a track. Speak to them. Let them know about your hope in Jesus Christ and the fact that he is coming again to rescue his people from what is coming upon this world, all right? Uh, but don't be discouraged because of what's going on. Don't be depressed because of these articles. Instead, trust in Jesus and know that he has everything taken care of for you, okay? Now, iron, irony. I'm very happy this happened, but I'm sad that it happened, okay? Mail online, woman, 66, is found gasping for air inside a body bag at Iowa Funeral Home after being wrongfully declared dead by the bungling hospice. 
Thank goodness they got her out of there. But, you know, it's sad that that happened in the first place. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.